out there, horns. <laughs> Hi. Hey, dude. How's it going? Good. I'm so excited about today's topic. Me too. Oh my I god. I can't wait. Um, and also this week's been so good because uh, well, on Monday we were like, oh, where are all these like listeners coming from? For some reason we were getting like this spike huge spike yeah yeah and we on our first episode and I was like that's so weird and then I was listening to my friend Christine's podcast which is called and that's why we drink which is like a um paranormal and true crime podcast it's really good uh it's so good yeah, I listened so to good. it I was dying <laughs> listening to them talk uh the Dybbuk box is so creepy I've actually heard that story before it's it's creepy as fuck like it should be a movie <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. But it's so fucking good. Uh, yeah, they, they gave us a shout out. That was really cool. Yeah, it was so nice. And um, uh, that's where that those like listens kind of came from. So it's pretty cool. I feel like we have some new fans, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, pe- new, we have some new peeps listening. It's not just our moms anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or like our friends that were like badgering into <laughs> listening. Yeah. All my friends are like, oh, I've been meaning to listen. And I'm like... It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, but, <laughs> Just kidding. But noted. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, next time I see you, fucking, you know I took that note in my head. <laughs> I'm out. I'm going to say something. Yeah. I'm a, when you least expect it. That's right. Um. Yeah. And I've, like, I, I don't know. It's, like, so exciting because we have, like, a, some new Facebook fans and Twitter followers. And people are, like, sharing fun facts. So, um, I don't want to say her last name, but this follower, Sydney, uh, gave us a really fun fact about um, our episode that we did on Disney Origins and where the name Wendy came from, which was kind of, like, something Jam Berry made up. And it was based on, mm-hmm. um, it was based on like the combination like it was based on like friend but like saying it, it was weird. like a nickname for friend yeah but it was like Wendy Wendy <laughs> my Wendy <laughs> which maybe just kind of adds to the fact that he was like fucking weird <laughs> but like now Wendy is like a real name yeah well and also Gw- that's my friend Leah's cat's name oh but also like Gwendolyn I think is where it also came from right? but it was like a fun I- little a fun yeah. little fact. Like uh, the short short name Wendy is yeah. from that. Yeah. Super cute. Wendy. Wendy. Which an adult grown man saying that is soups creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, to all of our new f- listeners uh, joining us now and even to our existing listeners, um, we we have more listeners than we have ratings and reviews on iTunes. So I'm just going to say, uh, that, we yeah, know you're I listening mean, and you're not rating or reviewing us. And that's not cool, bro. I'm just that's not, Yeah, it's rude. Uh, no. And that's rude. Do whatever so. you want. But like, but also, like, yeah. you know, if you're listening and you enjoy it, why not give us a little rating? Why not subscribe? You don't even have to write anything. You can just push. Oh, I just spit all over my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> now there's spit and cat hair on it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, no, you don't even have to, like, actually write anything. Because, you know, like, I, I, I thought you had to, like, be, like, if you wanted to submit a rating, you had to, like, write something, like, and I was, like, prepared to be, like, these girls are great. <laughs> but all you have to do is push the stars yeah. and just do five stars. Like, it's it's no big deal. One of the ratings is you. One is me. 
one is my cousin <laughs> and I don't know who the rest are so <laughs> Um, whatever. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> but it would be nice if you guys could do that for us. We'd appreciate cool. it. And it would um, empower us to continue doing this forever. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I'll still do it forever, even if you don't want to. I'll just sit here by myself. Oh, <laughs> ew, no. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks. Um, um, yeah, but thanks, guys. That's really cool. Really nice uh, feedback. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's fun. Yeah. And really appreciate the the listens and the likes and the comments and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh yeah, follow us at DTFU podcast everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. Um yeah. So yeah. Um I was going to share uh um so I still I'm like trying to find the right time to share this like fun fact I've been sitting on that um that a listener helped us with who may or may not be my cousin. Um, (laughs) But I want to save it because something happened yesterday and it's like affecting my life now. Oh, Oh, wait, update on last week's lava beans. My mouth is fucked up. Mm -mm. Oh, yeah. It... I was so smug, like, the first two days, I was like, oh, You're whatever. like, no, it's fine, yeah. and then I sandpapered my my <laughs> roof of my mouth with a bunch of pistachios. Well, okay, which, that did get rid of the hangy bits, but then uh, now it's like, it's like a, it's like elephant man on one side. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like do, growing Do you think it's lump. like actual blisters? Yeah. It's like, and it's like very tender and it's like, it's, I think it's just like one kind of big blister. I don't think it's going to pop or anything. It's just like kind of swollen and sensitive. And it's just like a canker sore now? Not even. It's like, not like, it's not like an open woundy type thing. It just is like a very sore, like, I think it's just like traumatized. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Shit. Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, but also related to eating, uh, yesterday (laughs) at work. (laughs) Because that's how I spend most of my time. Um, yesterday at work, we we have this like series where we uh, I work in marketing and um, in media, and so we have this series where we ask speakers from like different um, industries um, or like things that aren't necessarily relevant to us to come in and give talks on specific to- topics every month and. Um, Kind of oh, like, cool. yeah, like inspire us and get just get us thinking differently. So, nice. you know, like it just continues to help you innovate and and, um, and think differently. So um, this guy from PETA came in and Ooh. the to- the topic, like, like PETA. Animal protection. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. The, the something, people for the ethical treatment of animals. Yeah. Um, and so everybody, of course, is like a eye roll. Uh, yeah. And so <clears throat> the topic was empathy. And so he was like, oh, you, uh, I raised, I like raised my hand before he started and people were kind of like still sitting down and stuff. And I was like, am I going to cry in this meeting? And he's like, um, I don't know, but there is. If like, you're empathetic, you will. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Well, but he, um, he was like, there is some disturbing stuff, but none of it's like bloody and gory. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, as long as, you know, as long as that's fine. But there was some images of like animal testing and stuff on cats that wasn't like bloody or anything, but very sad. And mm. then he showed us a video of basically a cow waiting in the slaughter hall. So like, it's just a cow in this like 
um, concrete walkway, and yeah. it's it hears the one in front of it get like killed and fall, and then it it starts freaking out like it's trying to back down this. <laughs> I know it's starting to back down this hallway. It tries to turn around, but it's like too short in there, and it's like looking at the cameraman and just like trying to get out of it. And Fuck, it was like I hate it. It made me so anxious and scared, and and like you know just like freaking out and I was like so upset by it and then the second thing like exercise was like um we closed our eyes and he kind of walked us through okay imagine you're in an elevator it's crowded the doors close um and basically was talking us through a um like being in a chicken coop essentially like this is what it would be like it would be dark and then when the doors open like you die like it's dark your whole life and then the doors open and that's then and I was like, oh man, but he, so he talked to us about how the first example was like emotional empathy and the second one is cognitive and some people are both and some people are one or the other. And I was definitely more of like the emotional one because the second exercise I was just kind of like, hmm, like I couldn't like imagine myself there, I guess. But uh, yeah, it was so interesting. And then, uh, and then, so what was interesting, I guess, about PETA specifically was that they use this to like teach empathy to kids. They use animals mm. to teach empathy to kids. And then he yeah. made the note of, um, of like, oh, I could show you a whole list of serial killers who have been mean to animals. And I, Ooh. yeah, and I was all, <laughs> you're like, oh. that's where I'm interested. <laughs> this is what you should have led with. Yeah. Well, and my friend Fraser, uh, who I work with, who is like, um, a loyal follower and listener, which, uh, is very nice. And thank you to hey. him. Um, he, uh, he was like, oh, you should talk to Nicole about that. She knows all about it. And I was like, yes, that's one of the, uh, points on the triangle of serial killerdom, like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. along with head injuries and chronic yeah. bedwetting. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was my fucked up thing and I haven't eaten any meat since. I did eat- f- I was gonna say, are you vegan now? <laughs> I don't know, not vegan, but now I'm like actually seriously questioning, like- Well, you just have to be careful with what you buy. Yeah. Like, I know we are like, I was like kind of like grumble or groaning at PETA because they have some questionable- Practices and- Practices. Treat, yeah, how they treat humans sometimes is like <laughs> abhorrent. Right. <laughs> there's, there's some issues there, but like, I mean- they have good intentions, I think, overall, but they, they're they pretty radical about some stuff. So, yeah. But I, like, over time, learning about, like, food distribution food chains and how, like, literally, like, how we, like, consume our food is, is important to learn about, I think, yeah. and not just, like, be ignorant about how your food gets processed and what kind of where you're getting your food from I think is important yeah not a bit I don't eat a lot of beef um just because I don't know it's not good for you um and also it's really bad for the environment um they do like they clear rainforest to for grazing land for cattle oh which is so awful but I love hamburgers I do too. I do too. But that. But the thing is, is just you just have to find like a balance. Locally, local, locally sourced food is your best bet. Yeah. And ethically raised animals. I love fucking food. Like beef. I love chicken. I love all the things. I love eating animals. Sorry, but yeah. Well, and then my coworker it makes you feel better when you eat it. One of my coworkers yeah. made a good point about like, oh, like animals eat other animals. So. Yeah, we're animals. Yeah, so it's kind of like 
you know, there's a place for it, but we just need to think about, you know, how we're getting that food and how, like, maybe just think about how a chicken ends up at, for $2 at Walmart. Yeah. Just be mindful with your choices. Yeah. That's all. So that was um, my fucked up thing and it ruined my day yesterday until I had cocktails in the afternoon at work. <laughs> and then you're like, I'll have a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then I was like, I'll have sushi, fish or dumb. <laughs> Uh, oh lord jesus um i guess my (laughs) fucked up thing is um this is stupid it's not actually um it's not it is kind of fucked up because i'm like afraid that i'm being like like gang stalked or something i don't know yeah well um i keep hearing that uh that loving you song (laughs) like like in the wild not like weirdly just keep hearing it everywhere like i'm loving it no 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 like loving you is easy because you're beautiful yeah that one like one of the like weirdest random songs ever and i keep hearing it everywhere i wasn't going to talk about this because i didn't think it was like that weird but now that I think about it I like kind of told you about it before we started and I'm like (laughs) it's kind of weird so I was like walking home from the grocery store um the other day and I'm walking by this like work truck who's blaring the song and the speakers are all fucked up like in this old beat up work truck so it sounded like our version just now right exactly it (laughs) sounded horrifying it sounded like demonic and weird and just totally distorted and I was like what the fuck is going on and that was like the final straw where I was like something is something's happening and I started getting paranoid but I, it's fine I just it's just weird it's just that thing of where you you th- you keep hearing or seeing something I don't know and I forget what that is called but it's the ghost of Minnie Ripperton if yeah Minnie Ripperton that's yeah. who that is right yeah and it's I think so my aunt Maya Rudolph's mom Oh, yeah. Uh, such I had no idea. That is a really cool fun fact. Isn't that the um, a song in the episode of South Park where they hit the brown note and everyone shits themselves? <laughs> I think so. I can't remember. It's like one of my favorite episodes. And I think like, um, I think John Stamos's brother sings it in the episode it's like fucking the weirdest episode but uh i just like oh now when i think of that song i always think of like the south park character singing it and so it's like um, yeah loving you. you know it's like yeah what's the one where they had what that episode where it was like um teen wave or whatever that not that's not what it was called but it was like it was like literal fart noises, like over like synth, like <laughs> beats. It's one of my favorite episodes oh, ever. I have to watch. And that. then it was, um, oh, oh god damn it! I can't remember, but there's some really funny stuff in that episode. <laughs> I haven't watched South Park in a long time. I fucking love South Park so much. Me too. I I heard oh. they're not going to be like political this next season, which I'm actually How? well, I don't know, but I'm actually really excited about it cuz I feel like they'll come up with some really funny stuff by avoiding that. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like cuz I feel like oh, ki- hey kitty. <laughs> He's literally climbing on my back cuz the <laughs> other chair's behind me, so he like he put his paws on my shoulder and like was like 
the fuck's going on up here? <laughs> hey, ladies. What are you doing? Stupid idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Love South Park. Yeah. And then I was like buying creme fraiche at the grocery store yesterday. <laughs> I started laughing too. Speaking of South Park. Wait, why? You know the creme fraiche episode? No. Do I? I don't know. Randy gets obsessed with like the Food Network and he just like, like he just, it, I can't tell you. I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, okay. But it's, the episode's called creme fraiche. I know what it's I'm really doing funny. later today. Watching South I'm Park watch, all day long. Yeah, a ton of fucking South Park. <laughs> Oh, anyway, well, that was a that was a weird thing, and then, uh, okay, I realized we need to like be more clear on some stuff. When yesterday DJ and I were talking, and he was like, "Oh, I just listened to the the Teenage Wasteland episode." Uh, what the what the fuck is Chubby Bunny? Uh, okay, we got a comment on our Facebook page too from the same fan that shared the fact about Fwendi. And, uh-huh. and was like, what is Chubby Bunny? And I was like, oh, yeah, we, I think we said, oh, and Chubby Bunny. And then we talked about something else. TJ goes, is it some some weird thing about furries? And I was like, no, but I love where your head's at. Right. Um. <laughs> no, but stay tuned because that's yeah. definitely an episode we've been talking about. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, chubby Bunny is just where you put a bunch of fucking marshmallows in your mouth and whoever puts the most in their mouth wins. Yeah. It's like a classic, like sleepover baby shower fucking more mormon game. party it's like mormon party super <laughs> like no offense to mormons no but, but it's you like could, you know it's yeah. not like a drinking challenge no it's like it's like what you can do when you're a kid and you mm. which i feel like I, it's kind of scary like you feel like you're getting waterboarded or something yeah you could choke <laughs> totally it's hard to breathe at a certain point but uh, i don't know yeah but yeah yeah um Anyway, so sorry, we need to be a little bit more clear. Also, I was listening to the first episode again, and I realized I fucked up talking about um, uh, J. Edgar Hoover. I confused him with Jimmy Hoffa disappearing like an idiot. It's like, oh my God, Aaron. Aaron moron. Oh, I don't, that's okay. I I'm, I'm really, I, I'm very like, like, I'm very sensitive to my own. Oh, yeah. Dumbness. Well, we're our, our, all of our... We're our own worst critics. That's right. But that's right. also, so if anybody heard that and was like, "These, this bitch doesn't know what she's talking about," you don't. So no, I, I don't. <laughs> You're right, and I don't fucking care. Yeah. Except I do because I just had to call myself out. <laughs> oh man. Whatever. Um. I yeah. I feel like we could go back and like correct so many things. Even oh, in, yeah. even in the teen one, I was bummed we didn't talk about chat roulette, but. Mm. I feel like I did chat roulette just a couple of years ago, like pretty recently. And first thing I saw, a dick <laughs> immediately. <laughs> we, I was like hanging out with some friends. And we're like, let's go on chat roulette. What, do people were you st- still do it? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you God, yes. It was like midnight and we like went on chat roulette oh. and like, bam, penis. Yeah. Like not even like just a dick in the fucking <laughs> frame. Like that's it. Just a fucking gross dick. And we're like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. That's it. Cool. And good to know. Just as expected. Then, then uh-huh. you're always like, "What were we expecting? Something different?" No. Yeah. No. I mean, I think I think we hoping we're cut. We were ho- well. We just wanted to see if it was like as fast as we thought. Like, well, the f- actually, I take it back. The first thing that happened was like a teenager like laying on the bed was like, and we're like, "Hi!" And he's just like, "Nope." <laughs> 
I don't think he was looking for a bunch of 30-something women. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I, yeah. Have you ever seen that video where uh, it's like a guy who's um, singing? He's like playing piano and making up songs about the people in chat roulette. <laughs> that guy's amazing. Oh, my God. That's like one of my favorite things of all time. It's just it's like. So great. Yeah. I would be so happy if I got matched with him or whatever it's called on chat roulette yeah although he what would he say about you that's like i don't know i like when it was always like a guy in a dark room with no shirt on and they like they immediately like either click off or they just like hang out and they're just like (laughs) yeah they're just laughing (laughs) yeah they're like oh i was hoping to jerk off to a stranger but this is cool though too (laughs) i nobody's made a song about me before so (laughs) Uh, well, and good stuff. Yeah, the the other, um, I think last week's fucked up things. One of them I had mentioned the Backstreet Boys cruise, mm-hmm. which actually got us thinking about boy bands and like uh, basically this one guy who is responsible for boy bands, Lou Pearlman. Yeah, and yeah, and so now segueing into our topic of this week. Our, yeah, our topic today is uh. Ba- uh Boy bands and Lou Pearlman. Yeah. Lou loves the boys. <laughs> Let's hear it for the boys. Um, I feel really, really bad. <laughs> I take back everything I said that was mean about um, how, like, I, I feel bad that I was shitting on boy bands so hard. I. Last week. Oh, well, I mean, we didn't. We. Well, I we, feel like I was just being r- really cunty so <laughs> well we did say that um nick carter has a faces of meth situation going on but it at which we'll get into like maybe what that yeah. comes from allegedly um and that's mean and shouldn't shouldn't shit on people with um drug problems that's not yeah not nice but also but also yeah i heard um, he like abuses women and stuff too allegedly oh, him. allegedly yeah, allegedly but uh, anyway, but yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I was, I feel real bad, and and then uh, I started um, listening to <laughs> Backstreet Boys again. Like, I went back to the original self-titled debut album from 1996. What Backstreet Boys? Oh, is that what it's just that's what it's called? Self-titled album. Mm-hmm. Is that the one that's everybody? I feel like that is Millennium, but I'm not sure. Um, um, let me pull up my Spotify because I just was listening to it. Um, no, I was like, what was my favorite Backstreet Boys song? And I will tell you, I was set adrift on Memory Bliss. <laughs> I don't know what that That's is. A song. That's a song. Oh. oh fuck. I don't know that, that one. Making, How does it go? That I was making a good joke. I don't remember. Um, um, oh, that well, was a joke. I, yeah. <laughs> it was, But it's also the name of a song, so I, I was... I was making a, a joke. Oh, um, i sorry. I didn't get it. <laughs> no, one of like, yeah, everybody is on that, is on the first album. Oh, okay. Everybody. Yeah. Backstreet's but I feel like that's back. on their second album because that's Backstreet's Back. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It may have been on two. Well, my favorite Backstreet Boys song from back when it came out was All I Have to Give. It's really good. Is that the one like, I don't know what he does to make you cry, but I'll be but there. I'll be there if you smile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I, yeah. Wait, what is that oh, one yeah. called? Oh, because my I mean, love is all. 
Yeah, this, I yeah. love this one. <laughs> this is like my favorite, favorite Backstreet Boys song. I don't know what he does to make you cry, but I'll be there to make you smile. Fancy <laughs> Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, right, there's Brian. Um, oh, so yeah, I was listening to Backstreet Boys last night, and DJ and I started singing, like, like belting out. I was like, I don't sing. I'm not a singer, and I've like already sung like five times in this episode. But um, I, because I cannot sing, and it's sad to me that I can't. But uh, we were like, and he knows all the words to like. A lot of Backstreet Boys songs, and he's like, "Um, can you put on some NSYNC, please?" <laughs> oh my God! What did he? What song did he request? Or was uh, he just he like requested, anything? He requested no, no, no. He requested um, a specific song. He's like, "I believe it's song three from <laughs> the first album." Uh, he requested um, "Space Cowboy." <laughs> no. Uh, here we go. Oh, here, here we, we go. go. Yeah. Uh, but it starts here we go now yeah 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 here we go here we go but it starts like got the flow. doesn't it start like yeah. we're like a like a barbershop quartet it's like yeah here we go. here we go yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we were literally like laying in bed like listening to Backstreet Boys and NSYNC like singing and like Dancing, it was uh, it was really fucking adorable. Well, Lou Pearlman was like, what all of these bands had in common because they were kind of like rivals, like right. So you're... yeah, there was it, it, it was like a a gold rush of boy bands <laughs> in the mid to late nineties. Uh, Backstreet Boys were well. First of all, it all started with New Kids on the Block. Oh yes, yeah. That was, and I mean, it could be argued like the Beatles eighties even sure yeah Yeah, exactly but like this type of boy band like doesn't play an instrument where it was like a formula yeah formula it was a formula of like always five dudes i think most always five dudes um and so this was like the formula that lou perlman devised that was directly inspired by new kids on the block Mm -hmm. so he started backstreet boys I think they formed in like 1993. Dang. Yeah. No wonder AJ's but... so old. <laughs> <laughs> we can still shit on him, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, he's probably like the nicest person, but who fucking cares? I don't know. Uh, back, but they didn't have their like first album out until like 1996 was when Backstreet Boys well landed. Yeah. And then and then InSync came, and then there was like LFO. Um, <laughs> you know what LFO stands for? I do, but you tell everyone. It stands for light funky ones, but light spelled with a Y. It's like L Y T E. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? I don't know what that even means. Oh. Like, oh lord. I that I uh, met that guy Rich Cronin because when I worked in the 
um, candy store in the mountains, and he was dating Jennifer Love Hewitt. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, they came in, and I scooped ice cream for them. It was really weird. That's so cool. Yeah. But he's dead now. Um, so. He is? Yeah. He had um, sad. leukemia. Ugh. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Sad. Mm. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, Take Five was another one started. I don't remember them. Um, I remember O-Town. That was a... Ooh. They were... I don't remember any of their songs, though, like, to be honest. You don't remember Liquid Dreams? No. Oh. So I feel like that's, like, like talking about, like, literally wet dreams. It is. And it's, it names, like, Ew. it's, like, um, uh, I want a girl who's a little of Destiny's Child, just a little touch of Madonna's wild style with Janet Jackson's smile. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's who like, Who were the ones that... Did the song, I like girls who wear Abercrombie. That's LFO. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, that I was... liked O-Town. I went to their concert with all my cousins. Oh, my God. Yeah. Good for it you. It was fun. We all wore jean jackets. <laughs> <laughs> like gap, gap jean jackets? Yeah. Cute. Uh, another one that was started was called Natural. I don't remember them. And another one was Us Five. Yeah. Or US five. I don't remember. I, US five. Those two, I think, were at the tail end when he started to, uh, like when Lou, when Lou started to start fucking up, and like everybody was like starting to sue him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, here's a kind of he. It, it was almost like he was still struggling. It was like the death rattle was the the natural in US five or something. Got it. I think I, cause I've yeah I've never heard of them or or we were like too old. But I feel like I still would have heard of them if they had a hit. Right. I I have no idea. I don't. I didn't even recognize or know of these two. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I um. So yeah. Let's talk about Lou though. Lou Pearlman was this. Just. Ugh. I don't even know how to describe him. He is a. A real skin mark. (laughs) He reminded me, what did I call him last night? He reminded me of the character from uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, like the the guy that plays Newman. Yeah. (laughs) He always would wear like Hawaiian shirts and he was just like kind of a big fat slob. (laughs) Like just like gross and I don't know. Um, I get road rage really bad and for some reason I like to call people fat frogs. I don't know why or where that came. I think it came from someone I saw who, like, cut me off or something. And I was like, you fucking fat frog. And so now um, it's just something well, he, I say. And he had kind of a froggy yeah, face. No, like, the, the, like the he weird, embodies it. Like, he had weird eyes. and Well, and his, like, like his, like, chin just, like, gullet. goes into. Yeah, he has a gullet. <laughs> it is very, like, it's like a bubbly thing. Well, and, you know, he was, he was just. He's just a, a slob. He wasn't. A, he didn't give a fuck about. He's a anything. he's a gross, awful human, which is why we're talking yeah. so much shit. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he was just like this kid from Queens originally, and it sounded like he had a really nice mom and dad, but maybe they were like too nice um, because mm-hmm. it was it, they they had a one bedroom apartment in Queens, and the parents were dry cleaners, and they gave him the bedroom. And what they slept in the like Regina George living room. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they didn't have another bedroom, so it wasn't even like... Oh, my God. Yeah, they just, like, slept in the living room, and he got the bedroom. So I think it was one of those things where, like, the, the parents my are too doting. My cat's trying doting. to go outside, sorry. Oh, yeah, I heard it. Do you want to yeah. let him out? No, because oh, okay. he'll, like... Oh, oh, sorry. That's okay. Fucking, I'm sorry. Sorry. That's okay. Um, Wait, so his parents gave him, We they, did they just sleep in the living room? Like, Yeah, the they fuck? just slept in the living room. And like, Jesus. he was described as a kid as a shy young man without obvious talents. Oh, <laughs> Which sad. Yeah, but I feel like that kind of is like, well, okay, maybe that's why he was like so into. Well, he um, also is cousins with Art Garfunkel. <laughs> Of Simon and Garfunkel. So that must have been hard. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> like, to live up to... So that's how he got, like, interested in the music business. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Art Garfunkel per- performed at his bar mitzvah. <laughs> like, at Lou's bar mitzvah. And I'm sure that, you know, it's a lot of pressure if you have somebody super successful in your family that you feel like you need to live up to or su- surpass. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I wonder, like, what the age difference was. I don't know. Um, well, he... But then, like, Lou Pearlman was smart and actually, like, a, a, a pretty a driven... I don't want to say good businessman, but he was, like, a very driven businessman. Right. Um, so he started to, like, dabble. Yeah. He was entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurial. That's a really hard word to say for me for some reason. <laughs> Um, yeah, he um, he originally got into um, avi- the aviation business. <laughs> he uh, he he was a blimp. He, he, he was a blimp. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it. <laughs> no, 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 he was he, he got into blimp rentals. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, but okay. I thought this was really funny because, uh, oh, I should caveat that most of my research came from a, a documentary by, uh, by Vanity Fair, <laughs> um, and, uh, specifically, oh, his name was, oh, fuck, Brian, what? Brian Burroughs, um, wrote this article in Vanity Fair and all about, like, Mad About the Boys, and it was, like, all about Lou Pearlman, mm. and then they turned it into, like, a 45-minute documentary. So that's where I got most of my information. But there was something really funny in there about, like, their first gig with the blimp. They, they like, rented it out for events, and the first event was with Jordash Jeans in 1980. And it was... Literally like, the most 80s thing Literally, ever. yeah. And, uh, and it had, like, $15,000 worth of, like, gold plating on it. And it, like, oh my God. it took off... On the blimp? Yeah. It was, like, gold plated. And it, like, what took off and then fucking immediately crashed. <laughs> oh um, which, luckily, they had... Ins- was there anybody in it? No. Uh, well, I mean, like, they like would survive. There was, like, no deaths. Or, like, it, I don't even think it really took off. Like, it just... It, it it was just like sad and um oh my god and so but they had insured it so that was like the very first time he got like a taste for money because they got paid out like three million dollars or something oh shit yeah and so it, that's when it kind of like all started um but yeah 
Well, he, yeah, so he did the aviation business, did not make a lot of money, and um, it was really hard to get going in the aviation business. So he was always always interested in um, the music business because his cousin is a successful singer-songwriter. So that's how he kind of started getting into the boy band uh, realm. He was, like, really impressed with New Kids on the Block in the 80s, and so that's what he kind of modeled the his his little boy band little venture off of. But he literally had no, like, aside from having a cousin, like, he, he didn't have any talents or anything. No. So he, in, no, no, no. In the early 90s, he literally just, like, in Florida, fucking put an ad in the paper to start a boy band, which I don't know if any parents are listening, but, like... That's not a way to do no, it. No, like, don't read it's the like, newspaper it'd be like, and then submit your kid for a boy band. <laughs> I mean, it's maybe it was, like, a nice ad in a nice paper. It wasn't, like, in the penny saver. But I guess, like, wouldn't you... There was no internet, <laughs> so... <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe it was an auto trader. We don't know. But, <laughs> but, but, like... I don't know, a man with no background in music is, like, just trying to cobble together a boy band? It's so fucking suspicious. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. And a lot of the, like, Justin Timberlake's parents, well, so Justin Timberlake was in Mickey Mouse Club, Mm -hmm. so his parents were, like, already kind of stage parents, I suppose, and they're the ones that, like, got Lance Bass to join. They, like, had the same voice coach or something. So it's, like, it's all kind of, like on in this like little niche of of you know talent I suppose and this certain age group when you're all kind of coming up together and you're trying to make it happen and it's like it's like it's like he started a modeling agency or a talent agency but it was just specifically for boys yeah and at the same time he still had because he's like after the blimp crash of 1980 (laughs) 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 An historical event. Um, oh he uh, started two other aviation companies because he had to like rebrand after that. So at like yeah. he still anytime had, you fuck anything up, all you need to do is rebrand. Oh, yeah, he so he still had his like aviation rental kind of company and blimp deals, and then he, he was like growing these boy bands, two of which became successful, like not very quickly. I but I mean they did become very successful which is the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC so he was like he had these two kind of um cash cash cows uh cash blimps and (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny to me I don't either I mean it's just so like why blimps I don't know I think they're getting rid of the Goodyear one here really yeah that's sad yeah end of an era yeah um so, yeah, he had, like, these two kind of company – or two, I guess, forms of business, and he started to become quite the businessman in Florida. Yeah. I mean, it was like – and when he started getting successful and the, the the boys started making that money for him and becoming more famous, and, like, he was not shy about it either. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm the man behind the music, kind of. Like, he was, like, the mogul. Uh, oh yeah and people were like and so he'd be like I can invest your money like I also do 
other things to help invest you your money. Um, so he was um, using that kind of mogul status to get people to trust him. And so he had a lot of like things going on business wise. Um, Basically but... what we're yeah, what we're leading to is Ponzi scheme. <laughs> yeah, he started a three hundred million dollar Ponzi scheme. <laughs> He had, like, over 2,000 investors, and a lot of them were elderly, too. Yeah, just, like, so. old Florida retirees. It's so yeah, sad. And, and they knew he was, like, famous because of all his his musical stuff. Like, his, he had these su- successful boy bands going on tour, making millions and millions of dollars, like, tens and hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, he, he was making it happen, but unfortunately... The boys were not seeing hardly any of that money. So what ended up happening is, like, almost all of them, specifically the Backstreet Boys and and NSYNC, sued him. Well, they missed the most – I mean, out of all the boy bands, they made the most money. So they were obviously, like, owed the most money. Mm -hmm. But but also because he was balancing these two kind of – separate businesses but they were so intertwined i'm sure from like a laundering and you know like pond well i mean he named the record label that he started transcontinental records which is like and it's like it sounds like an airline yeah well transcontinental aviation or something was his other was his other one yeah yeah so he had two separate businesses yeah actually he had i think he had like more than that but yeah he um, had two he had two aviation businesses so at least three and then who knows but but they were not real (laughs) no no they weren't and I feel like as kind of the boy bands were getting suspicious and starting to poke around there was also this other um event that happened which is he had an investor named Dr. Joseph Chow and he died and his family was like oh hey we want to get our money back we want you know we're trying to track down like all of we don't want to have this investment active yeah like we're trying to track down all of his investments and kind of figure out what to do with them because he's dead and um will you pay out our investment yeah and they so they were given like this um they looked like through all the paperwork and they were given this um like financial like company or whatever to call called Cohen and Siegel and so when they called it it would just be someone who'd be like oh Cohen and Siegel how can I help you or whatever they're like oh we're trying to like track this down they kept trying to call and stuff and eventually it didn't get them anywhere and it turns out once I guess all of this stuff that starts happening like the government in Florida was like what the fuck is going on so then they get yeah because well when he got sued by the boy bands they get involved all this stuff started coming out yeah like all this yeah because they were like wow this guy has so much money and where is this all coming from and where is it all going um yeah and when you get sued you have to do like a lot of discovery and that's how all this shit gets unearthed so yeah and then on top of it people dying and wanting their investment back yeah and then and then they needed like so then they realized this cohen and siegel was fake and one of the numbers that like the people working there didn't i don't think they knew it was fake they were just told to answer the phone i don't know i don't really i i don't know but so then like they would pass the information along to lou 
I almost said Ron Perlman, but that is the actor from Hellboy, and I would feel really bad. <laughs> also, one fun fact about that. Uh, oh, my God. One time I was driving to work, and we live – or we work by – Pete was in the car too went before his work move but um, Lionsgate is in like a building really close to us and in, like Hulu and Amazon and like all these um, companies anyway we saw Ron Perlman in a Tesla driving out of this parking lot and he um, he didn't realize he wasn't in the driveway it was like more on the curb and he bottomed out in his oh, fucking fuck. Tesla and we were like oh well luckily Teslas have like a their whole bottom is like a steel plate. Yeah, so. it was funny. And he looked really surprised. He's like the most recognizable person oh. ever. I mean, uh, he, like he doesn't look like a normal human. No, his head is really big. Like his face is big. You know? I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah I know. Anyway, that yeah. was like a anyway. tangent. Um, so yeah, that that company was fake and they fucking figured it out it was all connected to Lou Pearlman. Um, and they were like, oh, fuck, this guy... Something, like, super shady is going on here. He, mm-hmm. he was getting paid as a member of the band. What? Yeah, like, all the bands that he managed, somehow he was making, like, a percentage as, like, a manager or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he made all the contracts. Yeah. And, like, who knows what kind of bullshit he put in there. But he was also getting money as a member of the band, which is weird. I feel oh like, you God, asshole, no, silly. you're not in this band. Gross. Yeah. You can't sit with uh, us. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he was just like a creepy dude, too. Yeah. Like, there's like a lot of. Mm, should we get into that now or later? Um, We can get into it now. I mean. Oh, there were some allegations. Yeah. Um, They I don't know if this is related to the allegations or just that he was like the boss, but he he had a lot of the boy band members call him Big Papa. Mm. Which is nobody's big papa except for the notorious B.I.G. Yeah, definitely not this guy. No. Um, and so, I mean, as one would imagine, someone with no musical background who puts a fucking ad in the paper for to start a boy band who's like old <laughs> and <laughs> I don't just gross a fat frog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like something weird. There's something weird about that. And there was. So this Vanity Fair article that was all about um, boy bands and and Lou Proman and was called Mad About the Boys and is also like this documentary. There's a guy called Steve Mooney who, when he came across Lou Proman, was 20 years old and auditioned for him. Because by then, this was in like, I think like the late 90s, like 1998. By then, Backstreet Boys was a thing, NSYNC was a thing. And um, he was known, he was kind of like... He had started, like, this music industry in Florida. And so yeah. this kid came to him and was like, hey, I want to join O-Town or, I, you know, I want to join one of these bands. And he was like, okay, and uh, auditioned for me on the spot after this kid auditioned. Um, did I say his name was Steve Mooney? That's his name? Yes. Oh, okay, yes. cool. Um, he, he, like, signed him on the spot, and he's like, okay, but for I need you to be my driver for a little bit. And the guy was like, okay, well, like, Puff Daddy was a driver for a little bit. Like, that's how I can kind of learn about the business a little bit, maybe while he looks for something for me or whatever. Um, uh-huh. But then, uh, like, after a little while, he asked him to move into his house and, like, be his personal assistant. Mm-hmm. And 
he would, there would be times when, one, he would come into his room and, like, wake him up in the morning and be like, this is what we're doing today. But it started getting, at first he was, like, he'd be in a robe. Then it started, he would, he would be in his underwear. Then it started that he would, like, Ooh, rub yeah. his back and then be like, wake up. We have this, these Ugh, are the things we're doing today. And he was like, I know this is weird, but, like. It's not. I need money and I, yeah. I want to, like, be a part of this. Like, yeah, and, like, yeah. it's not yet completely inappropriate I guess it's just like a little weird and and it's a thing of like oh am I making too much of this or you mm-hmm. know he was probably maybe this guy's just a nice guy but then he would need but then they would ask uh Lou would ask this guy to leave for the evening and would be like don't come back um it, uh, until this specific time and so he would come back at that specific time he would see someone's car in the driveway and he would know he would know who it is and it was like a boy band member and mm-hmm. then um he would go into his room and then he would hear like the front door shut and the car would drive off and it was like these weird little like meetups and he doesn't know what they were doing but one night he got super fed up and he like went to Lou and was like what is it going to take for me to like get a you know a spot in these bands or like what like you know what is it gonna take and uh, I don't know why this was the case but I guess Lou was naked and he was just like sitting there and like spread his legs and was like you're a smart boy figure it out and he's all no 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 and he like no 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 bye bye and then bye 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 that's what uh, it should have been from the very first. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking duh. <laughs> uh, and yeah. So oh then he was God. like, nope. But then, but so anyway, he left. And the thing was, he, what he noticed is that, or, okay, this is all alleged. I should caveat again. Right. Um, right. There was never any formal charges. No. Or like- never any formal charges. No one has really like corroborated a lot of these things but this guy saw that in every boy band there was one kid who would like take the brunt of basically would like deflect for the rest of the guys and then would be the one that like Lou was interested in and it's right. alleged it's alleged that uh Nick Carter was the one for the Backstreet Boys and this guy mm. Brian Burrows that like interviewed interviewed everyone for this um, article in this documentary, talked to Nick Carter's mom, and, like, she said there was, like, a weird (laughs) relationship, I think, but, like, didn't admit to any sexual activity, and no one ever admitted to that. A lot of the guys would say that um, it got – it it never got that far. Like, it was inappropriate. It was just weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was just inappropriate. But it never got to the point of a sexual act. I read that when, so he also did this show on, I think it was on MTV or VH1, I don't know, um, Making the Band. Pretty sure it was MTV. Um, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I thought it was on like ABC. I thought it was, or like CW. Well, maybe. It, it was a big oh, show, but that's where O-Town came from, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, basically it's like, it's like he created a band yeah. and it was like these guys were like auditioning and one of them, I can't, I literally just read it just before we did it and I didn't bookmark it properly but and I don't so I don't even know what I'm talking about but I'm going off of what I just read um really good research guys uh he was saying one of the guys in the during the filming of making the band was he 
got so uncomfortable with him. Like something happened allegedly and he was like visibly like recoiling from him and like it was I don't know something happened and it got really weird and so they cut all the scenes with that guy out oh yeah I remember there was a guy who initially made it into O-Town who was from Hawaii and at some point he like that was the guy really oh and he had his brother come get him I think oh I remember because he like he wasn't digging it and then he's like I'm I'm going back to Hawaii. I don't want to be a part of this. But it was never really explained. And then this other guy, Dan, joined O-Town. And then then that was, like, the band. Yeah. That was why, allegedly. Oh, my God. Well, that makes sense. I should have read more. That's okay. (laughs) But, I mean, we just got a lot of info to sort through, so. Yeah. And, you know, it's just – it's something about it is weird. And there were more than one – like more than just the Steve Mooney guy who said like he would be in his robe or boxers like he would call them and be like oh we need to talk about the upcoming tour and like they'd go over there and some of the kids were smart and never went by themselves and then some kids did well and I think it uh, what ended up happening and like the what the main gripe became about and created all the bad blood was the the lawsuit because he was bilking millions of dollars out of them like he was just taking he was just skimming all the money from all their tours they were hardly seeing anything from like record sales tours whatever so he he just stole all their money and he he was sued by them and it all kind of just was like a big domino effect um and that's how that started yeah i think a lot of like the the sexual weird abuse allegations got kind of you know, upstaged by the actual things he was accused of and sued for. It was one of the biggest Ponzi schemes in U.S. history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, and aside from the Ponzi, I'm talking about, like, just the initial lawsuits from the boy bands. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but, I mean, it's all tied together because he was using that money to cover. Right. I don't know. I don't know if people know what a Ponzi scheme is. Um, I always have to, like, refresh but basically you borrow money at the bottom and then you pull other investors in and and you use their money to pay off the initial investors and you just keep kind of climbing Mm -hmm. the pyramid asking for money from new investors and paying off old investors because you don't have money coming in like there's no you do have money coming in, but you're literally telling people you're investing their money and they will see a return on investment and you're not giving them yeah, anything. Yeah, there's no like, you don't have like, you don't have the funds to, to fill the hole though. Like a Ponzi scheme is like so fucked in that it, you are, it is like the most blunt form of like fraud. Mm. Like there's no... People just don't get anything in return. They give their money and they like, and that's the thing these people are blinded by was like his actual success with the boy bands, right. which was like a perfect cover. Like he, like Bernie Madoff is who he's compared to mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, but, and I would say he was probably a more convincing con man than Bernie Madoff because he had this like, cover of actual success around him right so he, you could be like oh he's the manager for the mm-hmm. for in sync and then you look and they're selling out world tours every year and their albums are selling 
you know, they're yeah, going so he was able plat- to platinum. Yeah. He was able to skate by with this this air of success. Yeah. Anyway, well, I thought that was really interesting. So finally, um, I guess uh, finally, um, what do I want to say? <laughs> Uh, my brain just like stopped working. But anyway, wh- while all this investigation was going on, they he they uncovered the Ponzi they scheme. They uncovered the Ponzi scheme. He fled. They Florida they investigators him. were going to arrest him, yeah. and he fucking took he, off. They were he, like, he fled the country. Where the fuck is this guy? They like went to all of his like businesses. He wasn't there, and things were just like shut down. Like, yeah. which was also like a sign. <laughs> and he covered his tracks pretty well. It sounds like it took them a while to find him. But eventually they they tracked him down in Bali. Yeah, because um, oh my god, <laughs> what do you, <laughs> Did see, you see my note? name? Wait, no. Oh, what it? were you gonna say? Okay, the name that he his alias of when he like left the country and went to Bali, uh-huh. they found him in a hotel, and his his alias was A Incognito Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Like a covered up dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I thought that was the funniest thing. Oh, incognito. Uh, uh, what's the origin of that? Florida. (laughs) Oh, what an interesting name! Is that a family name? No. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm a criminal. Um. Uh, like you fucking idiot! What a blatantly obvious fucking. Like, that's not even, it's like, I don't even know. I, I can't. This motherfucker. Oh, my God. Okay, but um, when they went to arrest him in Bali at the hotel, this was a quote from this documentary. I, I have to paraphrase it a little bit because I tried writing it down while I was watching it, but uh, uh-huh. but I thought this was really funny. This is from the Vanity Fair. Yeah, from the Vanity Fair, when- um, like, little video thing. Authorities found him at a place where he often liked to hang out. A buffet. <laughs> and there was like a pause for comedic effect. It was so funny. But it was like serious. Like it's a serious yeah. like documentary, but they're like, a buffet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my fucking God. I totally forgot to mention something. What? This is really fucked. Okay. The reason that authorities were able to kind of make this case against him and like basically piece together all of this shit and and the fact that it was a ponzi scheme is because his really good longtime friend and business partner and business partner uh francisco vasquez jr fucking started figuring out what was going on and killed himself in his (gasps) garage like like carbon monoxide poisoning left all of the information on his computers open like no oh, password man. protection like basically was like here's, here's all this info. shit i'm so sorry i was a part of this like but this he just did was he afraid he would go to jail like I, and didn't want to go to I, jail or? i think it was assumed that he felt so guilty that he was like a part of this like he because he, i don't dude. think he realized like the you know the whole magnitude of this thing and maybe he didn't even know that it was a Ponzi scheme. He was just like a part of, I think he was just a part of like the aviation company. And so it was like a big fucking deal. And then his other friend, which I forget his name. Um, he, uh, realized at some point that things were going South because he had a little toy airplane 
and it was like a model and and looked like a real airplane and Lou took it to the LaGuardia airport and took photos using it to make it look like the plane was taking off and landing and I think it was branded with like their company are you fucking no that's what and then that's what they would show to investors to be like oh this is our this is one of our planes da 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 because normally (sighs) investors investors would say take me down to your hangar I want to see all your you know business and I want to check it out but because like you said you know he was already this successful boy band manager or whatever people just kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt and and just Mm -hmm. were fucking idiots I mean God and damn. we're like, sure, take my money. I don't know you or I haven't seen your business, but um, you're rich and famous. So, yeah, you have you have all these things happening and you're you're making money. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, damn, that's fucking bold. Yeah. Um, so they found him in Bali. Yeah, they found him in Bali. Mm-hmm. He was arrested and sentenced to 25 years in prison for charges of conspiracy, money laundering, and obviously making false statements. Um, I think he got his prison sentence reduced a little bit for good behavior and was uh, actually scheduled to be released in 2029 instead of the full sentence. Was. And that he was. 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 He was, but he ended up dying in prison oh no <laughs> oh no can i just read this excerpt from this hollywood reporter yeah. jailhouse interview <laughs> this was before he died um he was interviewed by the hollywood reporter i think 2013 maybe um so this is an excerpt from that interview uh, it says pearl man's pearl man <laughs> pearlman suffered a stroke in 2010 prison staff got him to a hospital in time to save his life he claims to have lost 75 pounds from walking down walking down to 258 after maxing out at 200 or I'm sorry 325. Um, he claims to have lost 75 pounds like it wasn't apparent. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think it was over the phone, okay. so how oh, oh. they couldn't they couldn't verify okay, okay. for journalistic. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Integrity yeah. purposes. Okay. So, uh, quote, and so he after maxing out at 325, quote. If I would have kept on going with my lovely steaks and onion rings and fries, I'd probably be dead right now from a heart attack, says the former mogul who at the height of his excess eschewed booze and drugs in favor of artery-clogging comfort food. It was definitely a wake-up call, he adds. Uh, He died of a heart attack on August 19th, 2016. (laughs) Sad. Really sad. I mean, I don't kind know. of. It's hard to feel bad about like a monster. It is really hard to feel bad for a person who who stole money from thousands of people, old people that old didn't people. have a lot of money, and possibly um, used his um, his his position to maybe sexually harass. At the minimum, yeah. and maybe molest at the maximum uh, these boys who wanted to become famous and be in a successful boy band. Yeah. I don't know. That's fucked up. It's really fucked up. It's, I don't know. It's sad. I don't know. I, and it, it's a lot of like mixed feelings. Like I know um, when he died, uh, Justin Timberlake and Lance Bass like tweeted, like, these very like mixed feelings like they were like 
you know, RIP to Lou, even though he was like a bad businessman. Yeah. Like he still, we still have to be grateful that he got us our start and we're successful because of him, which I think Justin Timberlake would have been successful no matter Somehow, what. Somehow, yeah. Somehow. He's so, ta- he is very talented. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. God, yeah. It's just hard to feel bad for like someone who is knowingly like, taking people's money that don't have much money and like with Mm -hmm. no intention of and doesn't feel bad about it like has no no I mean um, he must have felt bad about it because he was eating his feelings yeah I mean like something's going on yeah oh yeah so Hmm. that's that's pretty much the story of Lou Pearlman the the boy band mogul um it's really weird to think about how when we were teenagers like obsessed with these boy bands uh and having no idea like what was underneath or behind the success of of these guys so um, it's really weird to think about taking a stroll down memory lane who okay (laughs) who did you have the biggest crush on? Oh. I can't I can't talk about Lou Pearlman anymore. I need like a palette. Okay, cleanser, before so we I end. Didn't mean to didn't mean to switch. No, gears that's okay. So it's abruptly, relevant. But, uh before yeah. we'll end on a like a fun note. Um yeah. I wasn't like I wasn't super into the boy bands. I don't know. I Me neither. Okay. I mean I was because I felt like I had to be kind of. Yeah. But I like I really liked hip hop a lot more in R and Yeah. I didn't um I guess I did always have like a favorite in each one. Yeah, if you okay, had to okay. choose. Oh, well then, um, if it was Backstreet Boys, it would have been uh, Nick Carter, I guess. Yeah. Um, I thought he was cute. And then, yeah. or I actually really liked the one, um, eventually, he had a ponytail at first when I didn't like him then. But then, uh, <laughs> I don't I have no idea what his name is. Um, but then he, uh, but then he cut it and he looked very handsome. And then, um, for I thought Brian was kind of uh, cute from Backstreet. Well, he's kind of cute, and he had like the heart he's condition. Like little, though. Well, he had like the heart condition, um, so like he was like the sweet, you know, like the precious little yeah. guy. And then in sync, yeah. um, probably Justin, yeah, with his ramen hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have ramen <laughs> hair sometimes, so. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like JC, but I always said that I liked. Lance and <laughs> but you liked JC but because JC but was too I, well popular. like okay I had yeah. yes that was yeah. it I wanted to be like a contrarian always yeah. um so and also like one of my friends like was in love with JC and I was just like I can't step on her toes here. yeah <laughs> I'm gonna be a good friend <laughs> like like I'm gonna it's like the dynamics of a girl a girl like relationship yeah. when you're in high school you're like okay I gotta pick somebody else so I always thought Lance was just the cutest and he like never knew what the fuck he was doing <laughs> his choreography was never as sharp as everybody else's oh, not but at all. yeah um no I, I and I still love Lance I think he's great he's he's doing good things yeah in the world I'm trying to think of what I listened to at that point because yeah I wasn't I was like obsessed before that with like JTT and Devin Sawa and stuff. Oh my god, I like it hurts to think about how in love I was with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Um, I used to listen to the Lion King soundtrack, um, mm-hmm. and in my uh, 
in my room and like dance and then I'd like look at him on my wall and like me and I'd be like oh he sings this but he didn't even fucking sing it it was this other guy I think his name's Jason oh Jason Weaver oh my god I can't remember what his name I think his name's Jason Weaver and he was like um an actor at the time and he's like he was like a black kid and sang yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas's parts. Oh, I just yeah. can't wait. So yeah, can't. I thought it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas the whole time, yeah. and it's, it's no, it wasn't. I mean, no worries. And I was like, Oh, JTT, he's so you're good. So yeah, I was like, <laughs> so wow, he's harmonizing. Wow, so well. he's, he's like so no. soulful. <laughs> oh no, that's not him. Um, no. yeah. So yeah, oh, that God. was my like obsession. I don't, I don't think in in high school I was like, eh. Yeah, in high school, it was when I was a kid. It was Devin Sawa, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, um, and then Leo. Oh, okay. And then it was just always, and then Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah, that's your in yeah, college. Yeah, that's your guy. <laughs> yeah. Who's mine? I don't know. I I don't either. Oh my god! I need to figure this out. It's like really bothering me for some reason. Like. Your boy band crush? Or no, just no, like my your, like high school your obsession. My like high school g- girl obsession. Oh, like I wonder. Oh, I know I had one. I just like literally can't think of who it is. Are they still famous? Do you think? Maybe that's why. Maybe you can't not. Them? Yeah, maybe they're like <laughs> they're probably like a loser. They're probably like fat and bald now. Or like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look back. Oh my god! Yeah. All right. Cool, dude. Well, I'll cut most of this out. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's just me going, oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Oh, God. Well, have a great day. Thanks. You too. Thanks for um, listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Follow us on all the all the things. All the things. At DTFU Podcast. And um, send us an email if you want to suggest some episode topics or just send us a nice private note yeah. i don't know um, tell your f- dtfu podcast at gmail.com tell your friends friends <laughs> hi fwendy <laughs> oh hi fwendy i'm peter pan <laughs> oh good Ooh, gross i don't gross. know what that was i <laughs> wonder what lou and Jay and Barry are up to in hell right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Cool. cool. Later, dudes. Later, dudes. And see you next week. Or, well, we won't see you. Here, talk to well, you next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much editing needs oh, to be yeah. done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.